0: Brian Baldinger is an Odyssey NFL insider. He joins us on the Harbor One Hotline Insider Calls brought to you by Old Spice. Men have skin, too, and by Wise Snacks. No one does crunchy, salty, or cheesy better than Wise Snacks. Baldy, it's Gresham Fourier. And, uh, yeah, did you even know that your brother played with Fourier in the league? Uh, yeah, I, you know, I mean, I know he was up in with the Patriots,
1: you know, when uh, Parcells took that job up no, there. No, 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 no. Seattle. Seattle. Oh, Seattle. my brother went up there and tried yeah. to play one more year. Yeah, yeah. I he was my brother. <laughs> it was. I was with well, him a lot. I remember su- 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 my my Sweeney went up there. My brother went up there. And then, um, I don't know, like, I don't know, pulled a calf muscle or something. I told my brother, play as long as you can. And then two more years. So, I'm like, all right. I, you know, so. Yeah, that's my line. For him, but. Yeah. That's yeah, my line. Okay,
2: yeah. yeah, yeah, but play as long as you possibly can yeah. until you are mentally and physically so sick of it you want to throw up, and then when that time finally comes, Baldy, get two more years. That is the goal. Yeah.
1: Uh, what? I, I I leave out the graphic part that you just put in there, uh, but yes, yeah. but that that actually sounds better. right? I might steal that part of the line too.
0: Yeah. Uh. Well, Baldy, I know we have football to break down, but uh, the coaching search is still going on here in New England for uh, for an offensive coordinator, and one of the things that Christian and I have kind of been working through is, you know, modern offense, what does Mayo want, things like that. Baldy, if you were in Gerard Mayo's shoes, how would you go about trying to, knowing what you have in the draft, it seems like they want a draft quarterback, how would you start to put the pieces together of building a different or a new offense here in New England? How would you do it? Mm, I might just go complete departure,
1: 180 degrees, from everything you just saw for two decades, and go Cliff Kingsbury, who started his career with the Patriots when he was drafted, uh, knows all, everything about how the Patriots operate, but has a completely different way of playing offense. Um, And just the air raid concept and how you have to attack in this league, formations, motions, matchups, all those things that Cliff did, um, you know, really to start rebuilding the Arizona Cardinals. They had success there with them, how he did it, um, you know, at Texas A&M, how he did it at Texas Tech, what he just did at USC. I might just go complete departure and put Cliff in in that position.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm curious like we had this discussion of like uh you know just the fans here locally locally Baldy and just how the they they're all, the, what they want is everything but bill related. So Cliff would yeah. kind of be in that in in that category. Uh but also they want like what would you consider like a modern offense? And I'm curious like like how you would even define that.
1: Well, modern is it's it's spread. It's, it's spread with spread concepts. It's got tempo when you need tempo. And then when you have to gain a yard and you have to be able to run the ball in the final four minutes, you have that capability of doing that. So, I mean, that's, that's kind of like, it's a little bit old school, but it's also, okay, let's get these matchups. Let's get these motions. Let's just get these guys out of position. So McVay, Shanahan, Ben Johnson, Uh, Mike McDonald, um, you know, like I think, uh, or Mike McDaniel, like I think these guys are on the cutting edge of where it's going with the way that you can get defenses out of position, how you can create matchups using whether it's field position or personnel groupings, and then play at different tempos. And those, those coaches I just mentioned all do those things.
0: Baldy, is there now more importance on the offensive play caller off of what you just mentioned, motions, personnel groupings, things like that? You know, I mean, you you played in an era in the NFL where it was a lot of, you know, all right, two tight ends, here we go. Maybe we'll put three wide receivers on the field or put a fullback in there, whereas, you know, formationally, there wasn't anywhere near as much as it goes on now. Are offensive coordinators more important than ever, or is their importance being overblown because we just break down offense like crazy nowadays? It's Good question. I think they're
1: probably more important now because what happens is defenses try to match you. So now you can create... So, for example, let's just say the Rams. I think they have a dynamic offense, and they, they use... Eleven personnel, all right, Which is you know one wide receiver, one back, three or one tight end, one back, three receivers, right? But they ask the receivers to actually play like a tight end and block the edges. So from a from a matchup standpoint, the defense is going to put out a matchup to match up your three receivers. They're either going to play nickel or dime defense. But the way that Nakua and Cooper Cup and these guys block the edges, they block them as well as a tight end. And so you really have to defend them like they're in 12 personnel. Now, I'm getting technical on the radio. I don't mean to do that. But but it's an advantage to the Rams and how you match up with them. And so I do think that all those things are vitally important because if the Cowboys want to play you in dime defense like they did, well, the Green Bay is just going to run the ball right down their throats like they did, and everybody in Dallas shouldn't be surprised if they did it. But if you're going to play safeties down at the linebacker position, you've got to run them out of that. And the Cowboys didn't have an answer. So I do think it's really, really important right now uh, in how you play offense. The Eagles just kind of line up and play. And, you know, quite frankly, defensive players just calling out their plays. They're that predictable right now. And if you get predictable, you're going to be hard to, it's going to be hard to
2: move the ball. So we're talking to Brian Baldinger, NFL Network, on the Harbor One Hotline. And I'm curious um, – you know, some of these um, offensive coordinators, uh, you know, uh, new guys that are getting hired are guys that have never called plays before. How risky is it grabbing a guy like that and then putting him in charge of your offense? It's risky. I mean, Mike
1: McDaniel will tell you. Last year is – not this year, but last year was his first year ever calling plays, and he struggled. He was late getting plays in. He tried to do too much. He The emotions of the game interfered, and he said he had to become – a better play caller. He had to be better for his quarterback. He had to be more timely, all that kind of stuff. And so I think it, – it, I don't think it's like learning anything. I don't think anybody just gets it right away. I think you learn on the job doing it, and you find out if you're a really good play caller or not. Um, when you have that one play for that one situation, and can you dial it up at exactly the right time and then
0: execute it? I mean, all those things are – uh, there's there's something that comes with the experience of doing that. Brian Baldinger with us. And, of course, our insider calls are brought to you by Old Spice Gentlemen's Blend Body Wash, providing exfoliation plus 24-7 miniaturization because men have skin too. Uh, Baldy, let's go to the games this weekend. Kansas City gets a win on the road in Buffalo. They end up getting the tough win. Now they got to go play Baltimore Baltimore gets that AFC championship game at home, and there's two things for me. Number one, I'm curious what you think of the matchup, and then which quarterback kind of has more riding on this? Is it the legend of Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson finally breaking through and getting to a Super Bowl? I'm curious from your end about the matchup and then the spot each of these QBs are in. Well,
1: I'll take the, the QB spot first. Because I don't think that you can say one needs it more than the other. I mean, that's just fan talk, you know. I mean, I, I, they both do. Pat, Pat's legend grew going on the road winning his first playoff game on the road. In Buffalo, it continues to grow. I mean, we'll, I mean, we'll put him in the pantheon of the greats if he goes into Baltimore and wins this and gets to another Super Bowl. But Lamar needs it just as much. And so, you know, Lamar got paid this year to be a primetime player, uh, Everybody knows what his record was going to the playoffs in the last week. And we saw the second half of what he had, and he was dynamic. He was, he was unbelievable. He was impossible to stop. So I think they both need that. Uh, it's interesting just watching Kansas City's defense last week against Buffalo. They played a completely different style of defense last week than they, against Buffalo than they did week 14. Um, they literally said, we don't care what you do. You're not getting to get an explosive play against us. They had 78 plays. They didn't get one explosive play the whole day. And they made him go a long field, and they made him nickel and dime, and it wasn't good enough. They didn't score enough points. And so that was a completely different game plan. so I'm anxious to see what Steve Spagnola does to Lamar because it doesn't look like any defense is built to stop him. They had an answer for the Blitz last week. They had an answer on fourth down. If they played coverage, he ran it. Um, if they played coverage, they pounded you with it. So they didn't have an answer for anything that Baltimore did. Now I'm anxious to see what Kansas City has for them this week and how they're going to defend them.
2: So, Baldy, has uh, has Patrick Mahomes kind of jumped into the whole Tom Brady realm of, hey, I want to pick against the Chiefs, but, and, and everything leads me to believe that they're going to lose, but holy crap, they have Patrick Mahomes. Yes,
1: that's exactly what I'm saying Baltimore is a better team. They have been a better team. they dismantled – I saw them dismantle Seattle, dismantle San Francisco, dismantle Miami. I mean, just take them apart. And I, and I think they could do the same thing, except Mahomes on the other side. And so, yes, it's, it's exactly what we used to say about Tom is what we're saying about Brady. He's just that good. He's that dangerous. He's that big of a gamer. Um, the moment that where you play in the garage uh, on a frozen tundra – In Baltimore, it doesn't matter. Like, this guy's mind and his eyes are just that
0: talented. Hmm. Baldy, in terms of the NFC game, uh, every San Francisco's got, I would say, the weight of the world on them. They were the number one, say, they were the prohibitive favorite from the very beginning. Um, If you're Detroit, how do you kind of approach this thing? You deserve to be here. You earned your way to be here. Is it the clear, hey, I'm Dan Campbell, and by God, I love being an underdog and just play that up? You know, how much confidence should Detroit kind of be uh, rolling into uh, Santa Clara with on Sunday afternoon because they've exercised a lot of demons this year?
1: Well, I mean, it, it, all the pressures on San Francisco and Kyle Shanahan and Brock Purdy, it's all the pressures on them. But, you know, Detroit's makeup from the moment Dan got there, it, it, it's been. We're going to be the most aggressive team on the field every week. And sometimes it's going to backfire. But we're going to put that mentality in my team. And the mentality exists where they, you know, when people question whether why would you put Detroit in Kansas City to open up the season, and they heard that argument, like they weren't good enough to be there, and then they beat Kansas City that night. Like, I think Detroit's mentality is we're, it's not that we're playing with house money. They're, They're better than that. It's just that their mentality is we're going to do everything it takes to win a game, whether it's gambling and trying to steal a possession, whether it's fourth down attempts, whether it's all-out blitzes when nobody thinks you should blitz. I mean, all those things are on the table for Detroit. And when you play like that, yeah, you might lose, but you're going to give yourself every chance to win as well. And I think that's the, the DNA of Dan Campbell in Detroit right now.
2: So, I guess uh, last one for me because uh, I can't let you go without having like a Bill Belichick to Atlanta question. Any reason why you think they're interviewing so many people down in Atlanta and why they haven't just, I guess, pulled the trigger with Bill? Because I think they're waiting on Ben Johnson to make a decision. Now, did they talk to Ben Johnson, right, via Zoom, right? Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. but, I mean, I think it's all going to –
1: whether he goes to Atlanta or Washington, I think they're just waiting for Sunday's game to finish. And then I think, you know, he's in play. And so I think if they get a chance to get Ben Johnson and a new quarterback, um, I think they want to put that combination together. And I think Washington with the second pick and getting a new quarterback and Ben Johnson, that's how they're going to start. I think that's what both friends, I mean, I'm not a reporter. I'm not reporting yeah, these yeah. guys. It's just my gut feeling why they haven't
0: signed Bill in Atlanta yet. I think they're just waiting to see and waiting for him than to make a decision. Hmm. Good stuff from our guy, Brian Baldinger, Odyssey NFL insider. Baldy, have a great championship weekend. We'll catch up with you next week. You got it, guys. Take care, man. Enjoy the games. You too.